Welcome to a new series of our ITB Travel Hero Trendcasts. I am Dirk Rogel, Managing Director of Travel Commerce, and I am pleased to guide you through the arrival of future technologies. Whenever it has been about digital innovations at ITB conventions this year, Web 3.0, Blockchain, Metaverse, and Artificial Intelligence have dominated the discussions. Without doubt, these future technologies do have the potential to change the travel industry massively, allowing huge gains in efficiency as well as in personalization and excellence. This year's ITB convention opening session about future technologies has been one of the most attended events at all. Yes, that's what we call a hype. But what's next? Where are the fundamental use cases we are waiting for? What's the status in September? And what will become reality at ITB 2024. It's time for an update, and I warmly welcome Caroline Bremner, Senior Industry Manager of Euromanitor. Good morning, Caroline. Hi, Derek. How are you? I'm very fine, and it's good to see you again after a half a year, and we all know this is a long time when we talk about the metaverse. This is our topic for today. It's so good to have you back, Caroline. So, I can remember your speech at ITB conventions this year, and, and, and you, you really pointed out that there will come a real native metaverse generation. Without a doubt, metaverses come to stay. But six months later, do you see signs of growing acceptance in this technology, even among the older generations like me? I would say that um, things haven't moved on that much since March. Um, so we have uh, survey data at Your Monitor International. And um, so the latest data uh, in terms of consumers' uh, usage and adoption of uh, metaverse-type technologies, so, you know, being in an immersive, holistic environment online, we saw that there was an increase in terms of millennials. Um, so 50.5% of millennials say that they enjoy this type of metaverse experience. But actually, we've seen sort of less interest from those older demographics. So only, you know, 20% of baby boomers are interested in going into the metaverse. So definitely it does feel that we're still, you know, being led by those younger generations. And as I mentioned, you know, for example, uh, those native metaverse users are the younger generations, such as uh, Generation Alpha, and they are now the largest demographic group when we look at, you know, the global population. So we have, you know, over, you know, 1.8 billion uh, Generation Alphas in the world today. So, you know, they're really the ones that are driving this trend. Do you have any explanation why it takes tiny longer as expected probably for the, for the older ones? Well, I would say where we're at at the moment uh, in our sort of rebound and recovery post-pandemic, that most generational uh, cohorts are more interested in real life experiences. And that's, you know, we've kind of seen this sort of enormous pent up demand. And so, of course, you know, baby boomers are, are driving that as well as other experiential driven consumer groups such as uh, the millennials. But there's this sense that, you know, we've, we've come out of the pandemic, we can travel again. And that's where people really are prioritizing their spending in that real life experience. 
Mm. We also have to say, I mean, Metaverse is, of course, it's a wide bundle of technologies and innovations. And it's pretty linked to, to, to other topics like blockchain or artificial intelligence uh, and, and others. At the moment, what impresses you most in the field of Metaverse? Well, I've actually just finished a piece of research called Experience More, which is where I look at um, consumers' um, attitudes and engagement with brands, and it kind of goes beyond the travel industry. And so what I did see was at the sort of cutting edge of art, fashion, luxury, technology, you have some very interesting Uh, examples of the use of the metaverse. So when I think about the metaverse, I think of, you know, Nike land. I, I think of brands partnering with, uh, Decentraland or the sandbox. And a lot of this activity is taking place, as I say, driven by, uh, luxury and fashion brands. So they seem to be ahead of the curve compared to, say, the travel industry. And we know that there are travel brands dipping a toe into the metaverse, but it's still, oh, we're the first hotel in the metaverse, such as we saw with M Social in Singapore, or we're the first airport uh, in the metaverse, such as Changi. So again, you know, we, we're still seeing it's, it's not the norm, whereas it's more kind of, uh, you know, taken for granted in certain other industries, like I said, like fashion. I mean, on the other hand, oppositely, for a travel professional, it can be perhaps a good news as well that people are more on a real trip, on a real experience uh, compared to a virtual experience or to a virtual meeting. I can remember in, in March you said we, we may expect a loss of about 36 billion US dollars in person Even, even business travel spendings due to, due to the um, uh, expansion of virtual meetings. Is this, is this uh, estimation still valid or, or is it also in, in, in meetings, is it a return of the classical business trip? Well, we are seeing that sort of shift. Um, you know, we know that there are some pandemic uh, routines that continue to stick, such as virtual meetings. And what we're seeing is a sort of more prioritization of high-level premium sort of uh, business travel. So our latest research that we launched in August, I've just checked it this morning, and basically we are seeing that business travel is going to return to those pre-crisis pandemic levels. Um, it, we expect that uh, by 2024, by next year. So, you know, the death of business travel hasn't actually come to pass. But we are continuing to see this, as I say, prioritization, more sort of high-level business travel, non-essential business travel has kind of been left and has shifted to the virtual world. And of course, as we as we know, where you have sort of enterprise-wide uh, technology such as Microsoft, you know, they they obviously have tools, they're introducing generative AI, uh, there is already the capability to have your own avatar and, uh, you know, they're, you know, getting together virtual space, you know, meetings on Teams. So, but at the same time, it hasn't, we haven't seen that sort of uh, wide level uh, adoption as yet, but that's not to say it's not going to come. And I remember uh, reading a quote that, you know, within 
couple of years will all be in the metaverse and we won't, you know, it'll be just uh, put upon us and it'll just, again, become the business norm that that's where we'll meet in these immersive virtual spaces. I think we urgently have to talk about sustainability, Caroline. I mean, for sure, the metaverse is a great catalyzator in terms of carbon neutrality and net, net zero. So, so what's your estimation? Will will this be the next push for for metaverse technologies that we simply have to have to nail down the travel behavior to to, to net zero uh, requirements? Absolutely. At some stage, this, uh, you know, government's going to get very, very serious as well as businesses are going to, we can already see a sharpening up, uh, that sort of, sort of very laser sharp sort of lens, uh, looking at climate, looking at uh, our carbon footprint and the impact that we have, especially when we, we undertake business travel where we know that there is a larger carbon footprint than, say, for a leisure traveler, especially if you're flying first class, etc. So that sort of, I honestly feel that travel's in this kind of last hurrah at the moment. Um, and at some stage, you know, government are going to step in and say, enough is enough. We have to meet those targets. We're running out of time and, you know, we can't continue to behave the way that we have been. So I do feel that the metaverse has this role in helping us during that transition. And equally, uh, it's, it's also sort of being aware that we can't swap one carbon intensive activity such as flying for, you know, the blockchain, which also has a carbon footprint. So again, we just have to be very aware and look holistically at the impact of our activities. Final question, Caroline. What's what's the next big thing in future technology? Already said this metaverse is highly linked to other innovations like NFT or decentralized identities. So so do you see a killer application that will that will come that have a great impact on, on our industry? For me, what was very interesting was the sort of response to the launch of the Apple ProVision, which is coming in next year. Um, there was a lot of excitement, a lot of hype, uh, just as we saw with the hype um, around ChatGPT. Uh, so it does feel that, you know, that uh, is going to perhaps reawaken the interest in the metaverse, because as we know, there's a lot of skepticism, uh, especially when Meta threw their hat into the ring, renamed their, you know, company from Facebook to Meta. Uh, people were like, well, you know, is this going to work? They're, they're losing so much money. But the Apple Vision Pro could be the game changer that the metaverse is looking for. Although the price is very prohibitive at uh, $3,500, but you know the more that that technology um, sort of becomes adap adapted and adopted, sorry, then you know we we will see sort of the shift towards more immersive experiences beyond gamers into the sort of into the mass market. So a lot of things are happening. We are already preparing ITB next year, running from March 5th to March 7th. Do we see us live or do you prefer a virtual participation on our event? Well, I'm a Generation X, so always in person for me. Same here. So I'm looking forward to see you next year in Berlin, Caroline. It was a pleasure to, to talk with you again. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Bye.